Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host Wen Morgan. How are you, Wen? I am well, thanks, Kate. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So to those listening, this is our second take. We are, <laughs> we had to stop and start again. So over to you, Wen, because you had a beautiful idea about our topic for today. I had an idea. Go ahead and pass it on an idea i don't know how beautiful it is um i was wondering why you laughed more than normal to that little exchange at the beginning i wasn't sure you would tell everyone that this is take two um anyway it's take one again now because (laughs) listening you haven't heard this before a few weeks ago i was uh, running a a co-running a retreat in connecticut and i had an exchange with one of the participants and I noticed in listening to, to them that I really wanted them to see something meaningful about themselves and about life and about every human being. I wanted them to see something meaningful about that. And in the pursuit of this, I kept asking the same question over and over again. And I could tell by the look on this person's face, that after the second time of asking, it was, where's this going? And then the third time of asking, uh, you seriously can ask me the same question over and over and over again. The question was, how does that happen? And then they'd answer and I'd say, how does that happen? And the look on this person's face back to me was from puzzlement, bewilderment, impatience, annoyance, anger, what are you getting at, bewilderment, all that kind of is to mix and mix and mix. And I don't know how many times I ask the question, always, how does that happen? And other people in the group were looking at me exasperated as well and losing their patience. And to me, it didn't matter that they might have thought this and this person might have been getting annoyed at me because I didn't want to have what they think of me on my mind. And if I did, I might have backed off. And it might not have been a potentially life-changing insight that they had. Because I wanted them to see the end of, how does that happen? How does that happen? How does that happen? I wanted them to see that there are things in life as human beings that just happen, that we do not control that we are made in such a way that we do not have to be on ourselves. Now, the point of this is not about that story so much, but to me, I was noticing my willingness to go there and having zero regard of what this person and everyone else thought of me as I was doing this. Not because I wanted to be annoying, but I didn't, it didn't matter to me if I was. Because the only thing in my mind was I wanted this person to potentially have a life-changing insight that would last an awful lot longer than their annoyance of me. And 
here's why I think that was noteworthy for me is because that felt so different from the most of my life where anything I'd be doing was in order to gain approval, to gain respect, to gain liking them to like me, love me, trust me, want to be with me. And I think that's what struck me afterwards in reflecting back on it. And I really reflected on it quite deeply the next morning after they'd all gone home. The guests who came for the weekend had gone home. And it just struck me how different that was, that I only had their best interest at heart, regardless of what that might mean for me. So I wrote about it an hour after I had that recollection. And it's in, um, for anyone listening who's on my mailing list, I send a newsletter out once a month and it has some reflections or insights of what I've either seen for myself that have been helpful or for other people. So I brought that to our under the noise table today, as opposed to me having nothing, which is my often way. And it's always Kate's idea. If it's just Kate and myself talking. This time I had something. So that's my starter, Kate, about what we might explore together today. Did they see it? I think so. Mm. They saw something. They saw something that they didn't have to be on their case all the time and try to control themselves. Yeah. Well, here's one thing I do know. If I had, what do they think about me on my mind? And that was more than a fleeting thought. Their chance of seeing anything would have been far, far less. And that's what I think matters. Or another way of saying it would be in my work. One way I can diminish the impact I have with people is if I have me in the game. If I've got me on my mind or what, again, this is still me on my mind, what I think they will think of me on my mind, I know my impact is diminished hugely if I respect that thought more than what would be of most impact to them right now. What do you think changed? Like, what do you credit that change to? where before it would have mattered what they thought. And in that moment, it didn't. Well, I think I've realized that I'm not being, I'm diminishing my impact to other people by having me on my mind. And I realized that that just makes no sense on a logical nor emotional basis. But I think there's also something else for me to see beyond the logic of that. But the deeper emotional part of that is that I don't have to do or think I need to be something in order to be liked, respected, loved. I thought I had to act a certain way in order to earn the right to be liked, respected, or loved. As opposed to my birthright is that as a human being, I don't have to do anything for those to occur. It's, it's like my, my being is that as opposed to my doing. 
And I think at a deeper level, I know I've seen it for other people, but it's not the way they behave towards me that makes me like them. I like them for who they were all along and who they are. But, but also, as I, as I realize this, is when any, anybody is being a little bit needy or doing something for an ulterior motive, doing something in order to be liked, I've got a sense of that for other people. And at some point, I think I put two and two together and realized that if I've got that going on, other people get a sense of that too. My potential neediness, my absolute sometimes being a little bit creepy. I think I've done that in the past in my life. Let my insecurities play out in a way that diminishes me showing up as me. I don't know if that answers the question, Kate. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know how much I've seen around it. I notice the times when I'm comfortable in my own skin and I'm not up in my head. And it's not about me at all. Uh, I tend to be a better listener. I have a better sense of humor kind of a smart ass I think when I'm really just being myself I'm kind of a smart ass oh, to myself as well <laughs> I make fun of myself I say things to people that it's just spot on helpful I stop talking when it's spot on helpful to stop talking I can also feel when I'm watching my words saying or not saying in order to be liked to manipulate the situation to be seen a certain way. I can tell when I'm doing that too. I don't find that to be super helpful to anyone, but I can tell. Mm. I can notice that. And that's about me. And I suspect, like most things, somewhere along the way, I, I equated being liked or getting along and pleasing with safety. Interestingly enough, not necessarily physical safety, but I wouldn't have to feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't have to feel insecure. I wouldn't have to. It's so much easier when people like you. Uh, you don't become the center of attention. You just kind of blend. And I didn't like being the center of attention. So to some extent, being liked was a much more comfortable space. But I'm onto myself <laughs> a lot more than I used to be. And I'm noticing too that when it's not about me, I mean, there's any, like wisdom can show up in any form, if that makes sense. So when I'm with someone or talking to someone, it may show up as you know, like it showed up in your conversation, not letting something go, like push that, don't let go. Keep asking the question. It could look like backing off because you know they aren't ready yet. Like you got to find a different way in. It could look like making fun of them. Like as a teacher, as soon I, as soon as I knew they trusted me and they knew I had their that I love them and. I could start to make fun of them a little bit. Like I, I could sense that and they loved it. You know, they love being made fun of a little bit when they trust you. 
So interesting because wisdom can look anyway when we're not, when it's not about us. Love that. I'm really glad you brought that up because this is not about being annoying for the sake of being annoying. <laughs> but this is being willing to be annoying if it's what the moment, what the moment says makes sense to do. What wisdom brings to life in the moment. And I love being able to, over time, and this is just how I see it right now. I don't know if it makes any sense. Expand the very narrow way I would express myself into far more willingness to be loving, disruptive. Far more than the narrow band of I'm playing it really safe and comfortable. Because as soon as you said that safe and uncomfortable, I went, oh, yes, that's it. That's where I play, have played small and still sometimes do going to be honored to be willing to absolutely expand that and allow more of whatever occurs to occur as opposed to me putting a you know a cork in the bottle of wisdom saying no don't show up that way my natural tendency has been to deflect using humor either self-deprecating or general less so about them and i still will I still will deflect. But at some point, I remember thinking, okay, but what am I up to when I do that? What am I up to when I crack a joke about me or the situation or something? Because it, it might be in order for them to feel comfortable, mm. for them to feel comfortable. But more often than not, it wasn't. It was for them to feel comfortable and not hate me. And I would turn the dial down of the impact, maybe from a potential eight out of 10 to say a two, because I would just suck the impact out of it by having a funny joke. Hmm. All about me, always about me. Now, sometimes wisdom would show up as a, as a funny joke in order for you know, the tension to potentially evaporate, but to get them to maybe decompress a little to see more to the point that you made earlier on but not because it makes me feel more comfortable or because then they might be less annoyed at me or that i've shaken up their thinking too much and i think therefore they will not like me it's just an interesting kind of play for me to notice. And it happened today, in fact, earlier today with somebody and they messaged me after the session. It's the first time they've messaged me after a session. And I think we've had about six sessions. It's the first time they've messaged me to say thank you. And it was because I called them out on something. That's what they were mm -hmm. thanking me for. Not calling them out as, hey, you idiot, guess what you do? It wasn't that. It was done, you know, with the what you were talking about when, when you were a, um, a teacher and when they already knew and loved you and trusted you, then you could say things. Yeah, that's, I said it with absolute love. In the same way as me saying a few weeks ago, how does that happen? It was said with love. And I think that's noticeable. Even when it's annoying to know that my come from is for them, not me being 
annoying for the sake of being annoying. I just remembered something as well that I read years ago. And it was in the Harvard Business Review from, I don't know how long ago it was now, not far off 10 years, but certainly more than five. And it was a study from a few people about what makes a person be a good leader for other people in any kind of organization, be it formal business organization or in any other walk of life. And they identified two characteristics, warmth and strength. And what they noticed in the study was that strength, right? That the ability to be assertive or the ability to do what I've been talking about and we've been sharing in the last kind of 20 minutes or so, hugely important, but not the first thing. It's secondary. Two, the other characteristic of warmth, and this is the interpersonal skills, what is so often called within business soft skills, which certainly aren't soft. They're just less easy to to pin down, they're not soft at all. Interpersonal skills, so rapport, ability to listen, something else that you mentioned earlier on today. All of that stuff, the warmth between person A and person B. And once warmth has been established, then strength can happen. But it's really difficult the other way around because all you get then is dictatorship Uh, annoyance for the sake of annoyance that's what the other person would experience which is what i think when you said i can have a joke with my students in school once there's a a trust and a love established yeah that's why that's why and it was this study was by a lady called Amy Cuddy, who became quite well known about 10 years ago with power poses um, about, hey, before you have a, a big meeting, go into the restroom, the washroom, the bathroom, and do a power pose so you can feel like you're most powerful. And that made her um, quite well known. She had a TED talk, a book, a tour mm. around that. And I, I met her on one of those talks in London for about 2014, something like that, I think. And yet what was... To me, the most impactful was the other paper that she wrote about warmth and strength in a leader and that way around. And I think a part of it, because it's less behavioral, less solid, less uh, tangible, it, it didn't get the same kind of publicity, if you like, as the power pose notion, but it's a lot more powerful which is ironic, given the other one was about power poses. But realizing that for anyone in any kind of relationship, warmth and strength really matter, I think is a really lovely thing to notice. And warmth comes first. And a lot of times when I'm talking with people and either training or coaching people in organizations, the number of times I refer to that and then people just drop into themselves as opposed to the persona that they think matters because that doesn't help connection it's not warm when we are acting up to the person that we think we should be and then anything that we do regarding the strength regarding a capability regarding the disruption that we've talked about it's just it's on it falls on deaf ears or it is just genuinely annoying because the warmth isn't there yet The soil isn't fertile. 
until there's warmth. And even the warmth isn't about how do I get them to like me? It's warmth by showing up human to human. Well, is it okay if I look it up instead of butchering it like I normally do? Look or it I, up and I then butcher it. A quote and then I basically just change it a little bit. Well, you could look it up and butcher it. Look it up and misread it. Oh, nice. How about that? But it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes by her. I think I might have to butcher it. It's not coming out. So just so everyone knows, this is not an actual quote. But essentially she said to show up with all of our flaws because we're all waiting for you to give us permission to be flawed. So it's, it's almost like as we show up with all of our flaws, it's just naturally allowing other people to show up with theirs. And I think that's the connection part, right? Because whether, whether or not we're with friends and family or with clients, we're the same. And it's not a situation where I know more, you know more, any of that. It's, hey, this is what's happening for all of us all the time, every moment. This is how it works for every single one of us. And I love that quote so much because whenever I do show up, even like today, where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I've seen this. And being like still looks really safe for me. I love that so much more than, than the feeling of wanting to be liked, which is something that can never be controlled, someone's perception of you. But I love so much just to show up with all my flaws and put them out there in a way that is just so much more closer to kindness and honesty, I think. I don't have to control anything. Mm. Not that I can. So I appreciate your topic today, Wim. And for showing up as you always do. And that way that gives us all permission to show up how we are. Thank you. And to me, that's um, work in progress is the wrong, wrong word for it, wrong phrase. Because I don't think that they were ever really work in progress. But the insight about that is still a work in progress. I still think, and it happened three minutes ago, for those of you who noticed, I made a joke about, oh, you can butcher it and, and look it up. Right? I could have just shut up as opposed to trying to be funny or entertaining in order to be liked. Oh, well, say la vie, humans, huh? Yeah, I'm noticing, you know, exactly to the point that you just shared how much more freedom I can feel and more ease about being myself when I'm not having what other people think about me on my mind. Then it makes showing up a lot easier. It doesn't take a genius to realize that one, but it took me a long time to realize that. So thanks for playing along. Thanks, Wynn. You've been listening to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynn Morgan, and the amazing Kate Roberts. 
if there's anything from today's conversation that you'd like to ask us about or share observations for you, please get in touch. Our details are at the end of this or wherever you found this podcast. And again, if there's anything that, um, that you'd like us to talk about in the future, then again, let us know. And if there's someone in your life that you think would, that you think would love to listen to this, either this specific episode or any parts of, of Under the Noise, then please point them in this direction. I've heard from a few people recently who I'd never met before that listen and have recommended this to other people who are also in, enjoying it. And it's, it's lovely to hear those stories. And I know there's lots more of that that's happening. And someone recommended a, a, a different podcast to me recently, and I've started listening to it and thoroughly enjoying it. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back again very soon. Enjoy your week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.